Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? The Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose. It's been part of your day with me here, and this is really going to be a fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. There are three things that you can do to make your life better. I learned this when I had a life-threatening illness five years ago, and I almost died. But there were three great lessons that I took from it, and uh, I'll, I'll tell that story again some other time. I've shared that on previous episodes. But the first of the three things that I wanted to briefly share is that you should treasure your family and friends. No matter what your current relationships are with your families and friends, there's always time to mend those because you never know when they can be taken away from you. The great lesson and the great blessing that experience gave me was the opportunity to love, appreciate, and treasure those around me. I believe that I have a greater capacity to give than I did before, and this often happens when you emerge victorious from the fire. Number two, be aggressively thankful for everything. Don't just be thankful, but be aggressively thankful. I take multiple moments a day to reflect on the people and the things that I'm grateful for. In my experience, you attract more wonderful things into your life when you are aggressively thankful for what you already have. You can't attract great things into your life when you are in a place of despair, sadness, and lack. These things can only appear when your life, when you're operating from a space of love, gratitude, and happiness. And finally, number three, take nothing for granted. Uh, as again, I've mentioned before, you never know when things that you have will no longer be available to you. Those things could be family, friends, career, health, like it was for me for a short period of time. Treasure, treasure each moment and just be fully present as often as possible. Every time you get to talk to or hang out with someone you love, it's X minus one opportunities that you'll have to ever experience that again. And you thought you'd never knew, knew use algebra again after learning it in school. How about that? So here we are with my very special guest, and his name is Tommy Baker. Let me tell you about him. Tommy Baker helps dreamers, visionaries, and entrepreneurs bring those dreams to life and create a life they can't wait to wake up for. As author of the books Unresolution, The 1% Rule, and the all-new book The Leap of Your Life, How to Redefine Risk, Quit Waiting for Someday, and Live Boldly, Tommy believes living up to our potential is what we're here for. Through his writing, coaching, and podcast, he's helped thousands of people take their next bold step and never look back. He's been featured an entrepreneur, influencer, thought catalog, and much more. And you can learn more about Tommy at resistaverageacademy.com. Once again, that's resistaverageacademy.com. We will discuss all of this and so much more. And before I forget, you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes and leave a review. That would be fantastic and awesome. So here we are with my special guest, Tommy Baker. Tommy, welcome to the show. How are you? Brian, I'm doing fantastic, and thank you so much uh, for having me on. I'm so excited to join the alumni of your amazing show. Awesome. Thank you so much. So let me ask you a little bit about your background, because you've had a very interesting history. How, how did you get from where you were to where you are right now? Yeah, it's it's a great question. I uh, I was blessed to, to grow up in a third world country, and uh, it gave me the power of something that I still teach today, which is the power of perspective. Um, I loved your intro because you were talking about gratitude, and that's yes. what that taught me. So when I came into the States for the first time, 
you know, I had experienced a different life uh, coming from South America. And, um, and that really invited me to ask some of those deep questions that we so often ask in life, but don't always pursue. And that led me on an obsessive path uh, to learn about myself, the world, my place in it, human behavior, neuroscience, psychology, and everything in between. Now that's what I spend my time doing. Wow. That's fantastic. How did you get in, interested in personal development? I think like most people out of, out of, you know, for me wanting to, you know, having a deep desire to answer two questions, which are, who am I? Why am I here? And of course those are loaded and they took me through a rabbit hole of self-discovery of all types of, uh, you know, all different types of materials and, you know, from the business world, from the spiritual world. And I started unveiling and uncovering some universal truths that transcended the industries. Um, and that's where my path really started to get exciting. That's fantastic. So I always like to ask my guests about their rock bottom moment because that really teaches us who we are and who we become. Absolutely. I like to say your breakdown can become your breakthrough, uh, but it, it, it can if we use it the right way. And so, you know, for me, one of them was, you know, waking up and, you know, having no purpose and feeling like I was lost and scattered and not going anywhere um, and really having to sit with those feelings and having no, you know, nothing on the horizon. Um, and finally coming to a decision that I made uh, on a football field um, on a New Year's Eve night and, uh, you know, where I had an emotional moment and I decided to craft a new vision for my life because I recognized the train tracks that I was on was not the ones that I wanted to be on. And I looked five years down the line and I said, you know what, that is not going to happen. That's not the life that I signed up for. And that's when I, you know, I made a massive change. Wow. That's fantastic. I love how you talk about focusing on the process versus focusing on the results. Tell us about that. Absolutely, Brian. Well, you know, in our world, in this in this personal development world, and you know, we're, we're striving, we're always striving, we're looking for the mountaintop. We can get lost in that outcome. And here's the truth. We don't know if that outcome is going to come to life. We hope it will, but sometimes a different outcome that's much more powerful will. And so if we place all of our value, our intrinsic human value on an external outcome, we begin to lose ourselves. And here's the deal. Even if we achieve the outcome, we're still beholden to you know, the external, to another outcome, to what's next, to moving the goalpost back. So for me, it's all about the process. It's enjoying every every part of the pursuit. And I know for me, when I talk to people and I coach and have conversations much like you do, you know, they don't, you know, the mountaintops are great, but really what they remember is those moments of doubt, those moments of questioning, the times where they thought they had no light at the end of the tunnel. And that's when they learned more about themselves. And that's when they became the person who had courage and fearlessness and move forward on their dreams. And that's the powerful moment of the process. Absolutely. What do you think your big mission is, Tommy? I love it. Well, I knew you were going to ask me this. I have a whole page and a half here on my notebook on what my mission is. Um, But if I had to sum it up, if I had to sum it up, it would be to help people, uh, to help remind people who they are, who they really are. Because Brian, I believe we all come in with these essential ingredients and we start to put on armors on ourselves. So I help people remind themselves who they really are so they can step into that and craft the future that is exciting, that is riveting, that really inspires them. Wow, that's fantastic. We've got probably a couple minutes or so to our first break. You had a book about a year or two ago called The 1% Rule, and I came to your book signing party, and I got to meet you in person. It was so much fun to finally see you in person and just experience your energy and and support your book signing. But you talk about getting 1% better every day. Why is this better than just focusing on some big audacious goal? Absolutely, because we already live in a world of massive expectations, and when we don't reach those expectations, who do we who do we judge the most? Our inner critic comes out. 
out and we say things to ourselves we would never dream of saying to somebody else. So I wanted to find a way to really release that pressure and really win the day by just 1%. And I knew if I got if I got better 1% physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually over the course of a year with incremental growth, that's 3x. And if we add an exponential growth, that's 37x. So no matter what, we're going to be somewhere between 3 and 37x better. Absolutely. And I do remember back in the 80s when Pat Riley was coaching the Showtime Lakers, he talked to his team after winning a title about becoming 1% better at everything you do. Uh, 1% better in passing, 1% better in shooting, 1% better in free throw, 1% better in defensive stops. And if everyone got 1% better, the results would be geometrically higher than, than you could ever imagine. It's just awesome and amazing. Absolutely. And it really releases the pressure and we get our power and then we celebrate wins, Brian. And when we celebrate wins, we create momentum and that leads to the next step. Absolutely. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest is Tommy Baker and his brand new book is called The Leap of Your Life. And we will start talking about that when we come back. And I cannot wait for the rest of this discussion. This is going to be fast paced. It's going to be amazing. Lots of gold nuggets are coming down. I can just see it from here. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time. You may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright.
And we're back. My very special guest this week is Tommy Baker. He is the author of the brand new book, The Leap of Your Life, How to Redefine Risk, Quit Worrying or Waiting for Someday, and Living Boldly. And Tommy, I'd like to ask you next, uh, because you've got a podcast, a coaching program, you've written several books. It's very obvious that legacy is important to you. Why, why should we all care about that? Well, you know, I was taught to begin with the end in mind, Brian. Um, and one of the practices that I do on a biweekly basis is head to a local cemetery here in Arizona. Mm. Um, and it really grounds me in what matters. And I think we can get caught up in the superficiality of our day-to-day lives and forget what really matters. And so when I think of legacy, you know, uh, what, do I, what do we want to be remembered for? And when I look at tombstones, there's only a few words there. They're not going to remember the houses, the cars, all of these external toys. And so for me, it's really, you know, I want to be remembered for my heart and how I saw the best in people and vice versa. And I, I really encourage people to begin with that end in mind because we can live our legacy every day. Legacy, I used to think it was something that we thought about when we were 70, 75, 80. No, no, no. There, we can create a legacy every single day. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. Let's talk about your new book, The Leap of Your Life, How to Redefine Risk, Quit Waiting for Someday and Live Boldly. What made you decide to write this after the 1% rule? Absolutely. Well, this one, this this book is really about, uh, you know, having a desire and a dream within us that's big, it's bold, and it's frightening, and having so many conversations with people, and this, you know, my own life and uh, my coaching clients, and also just in every single day, People who have these desires and they're waiting for the right time, they're waiting for someday, they're waiting for permission, and the great tragedy is that it's never going to come. So my chief aim with this book is really to allow people to give themselves permission to chase whatever the desire is and to navigate it with grace and courage and really stepping into who they really are. I love that. As a writer, I have to ask, how did you get your publishing deal? Yeah, you know, I was uh, the the one percent rule was self published, but you know, a lot of people resonated with it, and it did, uh, you know, decently well for that space. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually had a publisher reach out to me, and they said, you know, uh, you know, are you, would you be willing to, you know, transition out of self publishing and, and work an idea together? And and uh, so, th- you know, that's how that happened. And you know, the lesson for me is that at that point, I'd been writing for you know, nine years, every single day working on the craft. So it's, it's when you, when you put the preparation and you do the work anyways, that's Mm -hmm. when the opportunity strikes. Yeah. There are pros and cons. Do you like being with a publisher more than self-publishing? There's, there's advantages each way. Absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, the experience is still, I'm still in the middle of it. Um, but you know, it's, it's really nice to get the both sides of it, Brian. You know, I, I, I love starting in self-publishing because you have complete autonomy, complete ownership. And now it's different. Now I'm working with the team. Now I can lean on some of the, some of their expertise. So definitely pros and cons, but both have been a lot of fun. Absolutely. So of course the book is called the leap of your life. I need to ask you how you define the leap of your life. Yeah, the leap of your life is that is that bold decision that we know is right. And usually we get it in a moment of clarity, a moment of breakthrough. Sometimes that comes from a powerful breakthrough. Sometimes that comes from a crisis moment or a rock bottom, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. But it goes something like this. This needs to change. Something needs to change. And, you know, in that moment, we have 100% certainty, Brian. I know you've had this. I've had it. Everybody listening right. has had it. And then what happens? Our head takes over. Fear takes over. She dresses. She dresses very creatively to hold us back, to tell us it's not the right time, that we need another certification, that we need more time, and all of that. And then every day that passes, we lose the enthusiasm for it. Right. Absolutely. How long did you play it safe before you took your big leap? 
Yeah, you know, for me, it was really launching that first business um, coming out of school and, you know, being in, you know, headed down a certain path uh, that my family wanted to be on and being on a train in New York City in the financial industry. And this was 2008 and uh, just feeling the despair on that train. And I said, you know what, I'm literally and figuratively on the wrong train in life. I'm going mm-hmm. to a train. I'm going to this industry that's breaking down right now that in many, uh, in many places is unethical and is not for me. It's not the path that I want. And then I could also feel the collective despair in there. And that's when I made the decision to launch my first business. That's absolutely fantastic. What was that first business? Yeah, that was a physical training facility. Um, so I opened up a gym, opened up a couple of gyms and really helped people achieve physical transformation. Yeah, I know you have a background as a personal trainer and it seems like every Saturday you're posting about hiking up uh, one of the many, many mountains here in, in the Phoenix area. There's Piwestua Peak, there's Camelback Mountain. You, you've done all of them, haven't you? Oh, I love them. You got to come out for one. And the reason that I love them is that they're just a great source for me of, of clarity, of purpose, and obviously all the physical benefits that come with it. Yeah. You're an early morning, Saturday morning person before they all get there, right? <laughs> I am. Uh, yeah. I like to go right before sunset so I can experience that, that you know, the darkness turning into the light. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Arizona sunrises, folks. If you've not experienced that, you must experience an Arizona sunrise before you die. I am not even kidding about that. So what do you think holds people back, Tommy? The biggest thing is the different forms that fear takes. And again, I said she's very creative, so she will find any way. And the thing is, you know, fear is very tied to her egos. And who's who's going to know is better than ourselves? And so she'll find ways, and I say she's when I call fear, she'll find ways to, to creatively keep us stuck because she knows our trigger points and knows what's going to work on us. So to me, the leap is about creating the perfect time when you make a, when you make a committed decision and really, you know, the whole concept of, of burning the boats. And sometimes the leap can be a small, medium, or a life-changing one. Sometimes it's having that tough conversation. Sometimes it's making that first hire in your business. Maybe it is leaving that job. Maybe it is moving cross-country um, and anything in between. Absolutely. Well, in your book, you describe being on the edge and realizing that you had to take your leap. I would imagine sometimes people either don't recognize the ledge or they ignore it and hope that it moves away from them. What do you think goes on there? Absolutely. And and deep down in our heart of hearts, we know it's just we've become really great at being dishonest with ourselves. And, uh, you know, to me, all transformation starts with radical honesty with ourselves. You know, where are we? How do we feel about it? What do we really want? Is this for us? All of these questions that when they come up, what do we do? We tend to distract. We tend to avoid. We tend to numb them out because they're uncomfortable. Yet within the discomfort, we get the clarity that we so often seek. Yeah. I I love that. What do you think is the difference between a risk worth taking and a risk not worth taking? How do we know the difference? Absolutely. And it's all about, you know, who we are, what the vision that we have for our lives is. And if we don't have a vision for our lives, then it becomes really hard to assess risk. And, uh, you know, a big part of the book is really redefining risk because societally, culturally, from our parents, from our teachers, from authorities in the world, we're told a certain level of risk. We're told, hey, if you, you know, uh, you know, you know, leaving, leaving the job that we're in to chase our dreams. Well, that's really risky, right? Well, to me, the risk is actually waking up at 75, knowing we missed our shot. So it's really all about, um, that perception of risk and knowing ourselves intuitively when we have to take it and when it's time to pull back. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with knowing, you know, who you are, knowing what you want to accomplish versus just meandering through life. I think you don't take a risk when you were choosing to play it safe, which we've already discussed. 
Absolutely. And there's, you know, the, the, the question in the book and, and the introduction is really what if the real risk is putting our dreams on hold, placing them, placing them in a box labeled someday. And that to me is the greatest risk, not knowing, not, not taking the shot, looking back, what could have been is the greatest risk. And I think a lot of that has to do with pleasing people around them, maybe family, maybe friends, maybe parents. And with, with respect to all of that, you know, it comes back to the whole idea of you are the, the average of the five people that you hang around with the most. If you're hanging around with five people who are successful and they're risk takers, and let's be real, anyone who's highly successful has taken a lot of risks, calculated risks, not stupid, stupid risks. But if you're afraid to take a risk, um, chances are you're hanging around with people who aren't used to taking a lot of risk either. Is that right? Is that right? Absolutely. Well, we've all had that brilliant idea that we were, came in with passion and enthusiasm, and maybe we told someone in our circle... And they're not risk takers. And I said, you're crazy. That's never going to work. Here's why this is not going to work. You got to finish school. You got to do this and all of that stuff. Now, their intention may be pure. Many times they yes. are coming from love, maybe, the, you know, all of that stuff. But they don't have to live with the consequences of our decisions. And that's when we get that's that, that's where the clarity on what we want and where we're going and why that matters is important to us. Absolutely. And relating to that, we could probably call that noise. There's a lot of noise around us. And a lot of that noise is in our own heads not only people who are talking to us and trying to talk us out of stuff that they think is not good for us, but we all have this noise in our head. Those voices won't stop chattering about why we can't. So how do you make those voices shut up? Absolutely. So here's, here's the deal. The voices uh, never actually leave. We just become better at acknowledging them, but not yeah. listening to them. And here's the deal. We're always going to face, you know, whenever, especially when we're on a, on a growth curve and, and chasing something we don't currently have, we're going to experience doubt, we're going to experience fear, we're going to experience all of that stuff. The question is, are we going to listen? And even people who have built the massive companies and achieved all types of success, they still experience this all the time. I was just reading uh, Brene Brown's new book and she's, you know, her TED talk I shared 50 million times and she was talking about how every time she steps on stage, she still has that fear. Mm. She had just become, she's become so much better at minimizing the voices. So um, I say fear and self-doubt can be the compass towards what we have to do, not what we shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah. I read the five second rule by Mel Robbins about a year and a half ago. And I think one rule good way of quieting the voices is just refocusing on what your goal is and realizing, you know, this thing I'm afraid of, just, just do it. Count five, four, three, two, one, and then just commit to doing it right now. Whether it's waking up, getting out of bed, making that phone call, writing that paragraph, whatever it is, reaching out to that person you've been afraid to, having that difficult conversation that you don't want to have five, four, three, two, one, and go make those voices just, just, go, go further away from you. But I love what you just said. You just, you learn how to make those voices, uh, not just go away, but you learn to ignore them. I love that. So we've got a couple minutes to our next break toward the end of the book. You talk about what it means to love out loud. Tell us about that. Yeah. The love out loud. So really the book is broken down into four types of leaps because it's not always a business or a career leap. We can have a physical leap, something in our physicality, our vitality, et cetera, et cetera. We can have, of course, have a business career entrepreneurial leap. We can have a relationship leap, which is exactly what you're talking about in terms of love out loud. And we can have a spiritual leap. So the love out loud one is having that relationship leap. Maybe it's igniting our relationship. Maybe it's stepping into a new relationship. Maybe it's a social circle leap that we're going to take and really finding our tribe and going to our tribe and anything in between. Fantastic. 
We are coming up against our second break. My very special guest is Tommy Baker, and his book is called The Leap of Your Life, How to Redefine Risk, Quit Waiting for Someday, and Live Boldly. If you go on Amazon, you can just look up Tommy Baker, or you can look up The Leap of Your Life, and he'll come, it'll come up. Is it also on your website? On the website, too, and leapofyourlife.com. Thank you. You're so welcome, and I'll give you a chance to say that again a little bit later. But we are coming up against our second break. Please definitely stay with us. I'm going to ask Tommy in the next segment about regret because sometimes we regret things, but you can use that constructively. It does not have to control you or cause you pain if you don't want it to. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Tommy Baker. And if you have not gotten my new book, Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, please do that. I had a very successful book signing in Mesa, Arizona this weekend. I'm going to be doing another book signing this coming Saturday, March 2nd, at the Barnes & Noble at, at Santan Village in um, Gilbert. And I have a future book signing set up in Goodyear, Arizona in April and another signing set up again at this very same store that I was just at in late June. So I hope to see you all there if you are in the Phoenix area. And if you're not, get the book on Amazon, get it on barnesandnoble.com or visit your local Barnes & Noble store. If they don't have it, ask for it. They'll make sure you can get it. So Tommy, let's talk about regret. Sometimes people have regrets about things and they let that regret ruin their lives, drag them down, uh, disappoint them, but you can use it constructively. Tell us about that. Absolutely. Well, for this book, Brian, I enlisted some of the, the best academics and researchers in terms of this concept of regret because I really wanted to know how we can harness this and how we can make, make it a positive. So number one, um, you know, regret itself is usually – 
can be a very hopeful emotion, meaning it can it can teach us in the future to make a new decision. And in almost all of the research, we don't regret the things that we did, even if they had adverse reactions, we get over them quickly because we actually put our, ourselves out there. What we regret are the things that we didn't do, the what could have been, the shots that we had. And that's the number one thing with regret. It helps us if we use it correctly to make new decisions in the future. Absolutely. So how do you find your purpose? A lot of people have this question, what am I here for? Why am I here? How do you figure out what you're meant to do in life? Absolutely. Well, for me, purpose is something that's more allowed and not something that we have to go out and get. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, it's also an evolution. So I remember being, you know, 22 at the personal development seminars and they said, Hey, you got 90 minutes. We're going to write down our life purpose. I'd sit down, I'd start writing. I'd look around and I'd say, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. So because there's too much pressure because it's an evolution. So to me, the, 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 the number one thing that I do is that, you know, when, when I have clients come to, to Scottsdale and I work with them in terms of this, I really help them dissolve all of the noise, like we mentioned earlier, and just really step into, you know, the things that they're really curious about, the, the places where they spend their time, energy, the places where nobody has to motivate them to do anything. When we pull on the things that we already have curiosity, the things that already light us up, therein lies parts of our purpose. And that's where I would start people simple, take the pressure off and start pulling at the things that already light you up. Yeah. I love that so much. Uh, a lot of people procrastinate, even if they do figure out what, well, if you, if you're procrastinating while you know your purpose, then there's something else going on. But if you've got your, your purpose and you're on fire for it, uh, and you've dealt with your fear, you're probably not going to procrastinate, but sometimes it still lingers there. We don't feel like it, or we're afraid. What are a couple of things we can do to get back on track if we feel stuck? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, for me, the number one thing, if, if you're feeling stuck is, you know, spend some time on yourself. I mean, that, that's why we're here. If you're listening to the show, you're already doing it, but start your day off on your terms. And so often we're, we're in such a busy mode or taking care of everybody else or putting out fires and emails that we don't start our day with clarity, with purpose and power. So a morning routine, you've heard of it, but are you actually doing it? Are you doing it with intention? Are you working on yourself personally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, so you can get into the world and start receiving the answers that you're looking for. Absolutely. You've mentioned a couple times that you coach people. How did you decide to become a coach? Yeah, for me, it was, you know, uh, spending uh, almost nine, nine to 10 years obsessively traveling the country, learning from the best mentors, the best coaches, experiential training, everything in between, and really wanting to give people that same gift. Um, so, you know, my, my programs are really about getting to the core. They combine the inner work and the outer work because so often we want to chase something that's just external. We want to make more money in business. We want a better career. But again, if we don't do the inner work, not only will that not sustain, very likely we'll spin our wheels and go to the next next piece and the next program, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. Do you remember your first client? Yes, I do. I do. Um, her name was uh, Karen and she was launching a new business and she had a lot of fears because she was also transitioning from a divorce and she mm. was navigating these two worlds. And I was, you know, 15 years younger and I didn't, you know, it, to me it was, it was a humbling experience that she would entrust me, a male, 15 mm-hmm. years younger, who wasn't married, had no kids at the time, right? And, mm-hmm. but she, what, would, what was she enlisting me for? Holding space, perspective, clarity, and then creating momentum. 
Mm, absolutely. And that brings up a really important point because there are people out there who think, well, if I've gone through a divorce, then I should probably have a coach who's been through that too. But it's not necessary because maybe that's not really what you need coaching on. It's what you said, holding space, accountability, and helping someone feel like they have permission to move forward. And you can do that regardless of what you've gone through in life. Absolutely. And, you know, most of my clients are older than me and have more life experience than me. But again, you know, it's all about if you're you're somebody out there who's been looking to hire a coach, it's all about energy and the way that you feel in their presence and how you how they help you, you know, uncover the things that are already, you know, inside of you don't hire a coach because you think they're cool or have a big social media following. That's not what it's about. It's Mm -hmm. about the holding of space because to me, this is sacred work. This is not just work that looks cool. And I know it's very cool to be a coach these days. This is my purpose. This is sacred work. Mm -hmm. Take your time, but it's all about energy. Yeah. All of us start from somewhere and we're not always really super good at something when we start, but we hopefully get better as we go. So what was that growth curve for you like as a coach for anyone out there who's starting coaching or is in the process of trying to figure that out? Absolutely. To me, it was really, and I, I call it this, the creating the container of holding space for other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just an, an example, a big part of coaching in my coaching is having those conversations that are uncomfortable, having those conversations that are messy, having those conversations that are emotional, right? And being able for me to live in integrity, to know that I will never, sh- I will never tell, you know, invite a perspective or uh, an action step for somebody that I haven't done a hundred times, this was all part of the craft of holding that space and knowing that you, Brian, you want to be communicated a certain way. And for me to pull at your heartstrings is going to require a certain style while somebody else that might be the same age, similar background, completely different. And Mm -hmm. that's where you really have to put in the reps of conversation, communication, empathy, compassion, and all of the core skills of becoming a coach. Yeah. Is there something specific that you tend to help people with more than anything else? You know, yeah, the biggest thing is is the clarity on the vision and then reverse engineering that vision. I have a process it's called the integration experience, and it really helps people get the most clear that they've been. I just had a client here. He said, I've never felt this clear in 40 years on Earth. And then reverse engineer that because, Brian, you know, it's one thing to have clarity on our vision. But right. then what do we do with that? Right. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people self-sabotage. Do you think people even don't realize they're doing it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, none of this stuff is going to work. None of the tactics, none of the things in the books are going to work long term if we don't feel worthy. So self-sabotage to me is just a matter of feeling worthy, feeling deserving. And we have to clear all of that stuff from the past so we can step into a new future and create something new for our lives. Absolutely. Let's talk about your show, Resist Average. It's so it's so much fun. I, I've listened to some of your episodes, and sometimes when you and I message each other, we respond to each other's threads. You're like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm just over here resisting average, bro. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so tell us about your show, Resist Average. Yeah, so the so Resist Average Academy is, you know, we, we have conversations where we like to go so, you know, just like this, we like to go straight vertical um, into the deepest parts of, of people's lives so we can extract the wisdom, the lessons, the moments of adversity. And we go all across the board into entrepreneurship, spiritual teachers, the athletes, everything in between, because then we get the universal principles. Um, but we go deep, we have a good time, and we really create that space. So the listener, it's really less of an interview, more of this, hey, I'm, I'm in this room with two powerful people holding space. What am I going to get out of this? What can I create from this place? Yeah. What is your favorite thing about doing this? 
Yeah, my favorite thing is is doing exactly what we're doing right now. I mean, yeah. co-creating together, this conversation could go in, in 30 different places sure. um, if we did it 30 different times, but somebody out there has to listen to one variation of this. And I know for me, I'll fulfill my purpose on this conversation with my intention coming in if just one person had the insight that they needed to have. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite episode? That's a loaded question. <laughs> it is. People ask me that too. I'm like, gosh, it's like picking your favorite kid. How do you do I that? I know. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, some of the ones that, you know, have come up, because uh, I was listening to, to today again, uh, Dan Millman, he he wrote 17 books, including The Way, uh, the, the way of the Peaceful Warrior. He uh -huh. was incredible. I had uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who does a lot of, you know, quantum mechanics and, and goal settings. Um, also just had Dean Graziosi, who's, you know, in the entrepreneurship real estate space. So it's really crazy. I'm sure you've realized this when you step back. Mm -hmm. And that's why you, your show is called Success Principles, because so many of the principles transcend industries, transcend demographics, transcend gender, any of that. And you yeah. get the truth of what really creates success and fulfillment. Yeah. What, what do you think are some of the biggest takeaways you've gotten from your guests? Yeah, the biggest takeaways, you know, amongst all of them is that, you know, our challenges and the adversity that we all it's so easy to, you know, we put quote unquote successful people in this mountaintop and we just assume that they have it all figured out and that the path was pretty linear. My duty on the show is to make sure that, to, to remind people that there's peaks, there's valleys and everything in between, there's doubts. All of the things that you're experiencing, they actually don't let you off the hook. If you're using those as an excuse, you know, go deep enough on anybody's story and you'll realize they had the same thing. The question is, will you have the faith to keep going? Absolutely. Who is your dream guest that you have not had on your show yet? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I have such a laundry list of guests that I'd love to have. But, you know, a dream guest for sure would be, you know, uh, someone like uh, Tony Robbins would be uh, powerful. Brendan Bruchard, just because these are mentors in my space that I'd love to have on the show. Absolutely. Is there a common theme among your guests as to how or why they achieved everything they wanted? Yeah, it was a combination of trust and faith in the unknown. And they had a vision, but they didn't know the how. There was no seven-step system. There was no none of that. They didn't know how. They just had the audacity. So there's a lot of dreamers, as you know, Brian. There's a lot of people who have ambitions. That, to me, is the ticket into the game. But if you actually want to get inside of the arena on the field of play, you have to have the audacity to take your vision and go make it real. And that's what they had. And I love that word audacity because it takes that level of courage. Anybody can dream big. The question is, will you actually step into the arena and put yourself in a state where you're vulnerable and you're gonna be exposed in pursuit of your dreams? Yeah, we've got about a minute left to our final break. When did things really begin to take off for you? Yeah, I'd say, you know, in the last in the last couple of years, really, in, in terms of my consistency and my focus, and as I started to narrow and narrow as entrepreneurs, we have so many different opportunities all the time and we can spread ourselves thin. So I decided to really focus on just three parts of my business, which was writing, podcasting and coaching and double down on those. Absolutely. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. We are talking with Tommy Baker. His newest book is called The Leap of Your Life, How to Redefine Risk. Quit waiting for someday and live boldly. And if you also do not have his previous book to that, it's called The 1% Rule. It is fantastic. It is amazing. It's just about becoming 1% better at what you're doing every single day. And the growth you will experience will be geometrically greater than ever before. We'll come right back after this break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. And down the stretch we come after the break. 
is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. sensor that alerts your cell phone if someone is on your porch or rings a doorbell. All you have to do is tap your phone and you can see who's at your door and talk to them through a remote mounted camera and speaker. My husband thought this would be a good idea to have for our home. However, I had no idea he had installed it while I was out of town. Imagine how confizzled I felt when I returned home, went to unlock the door, and suddenly heard my husband's voice calling at me from seemingly nowhere. He had installed a camera and speaker high up in a tree next to our front porch. Talk about being surprised and confused. What's another word for being confused? Flapper tubers. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tommy Baker. His book is called The Leap of Your Life, How to Redefine Risk, Quit Waiting for Someday, and Live Boldly. And you can find that at theleapofyourlife.com. Did I get that right? You got it right, Brian. Awesome. And you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free and leave a review. That would be absolutely fantastic and amazing. So, Tommy, one reason why people don't succeed is they say yes to everything because they view everything, and I mean everything, as a potential opportunity. And I say that in air quotes. But saying no is the best thing you can do. Tell us why. Well, I call this the vegan principle, Brian. I'm not one, but I learn from them. So when a vegan walks into a restaurant, unless you're living in California, uh, in most places, you walk into the restaurant and 80 to 85% of the menu is off limits, aka you got to say no. So it makes decision making very easy. Now, why does this matter to your audience? When you have clarity about who you are, what your values are and where you're going, you can say no gracefully and delete 80% off the menu of your life. And that's the same thing in our lives. We must get clear so we can say no. If we're not clear, guess what? We're going to say yes to everything Mm -hmm. and we're going to do everything mediocre. Right. And if you don't have clarity about your vision, then you will say yes to people who have dreams of what you can do for them and you aren't focusing on what you can do for yourself. And that's dangerous. 
every yes, uh, no decision is in a vacuum. When we say yes to something, we're automatically saying no to something else. And a lot of times we don't know what that no is. So we have to double down on our no's so we can say yes to ourselves and show up more powerfully for, for the people that, you know, in our lives and ourselves. Absolutely. There are lots of reasons why people fail. Um, the failure to say no is one of them. What do you think is the biggest reason why people fail? They reach that first adversity and challenge. And instead of seeing it as an opportunity to grow, I believe the purpose of our lives is to grow. So I, I truly don't care if that happens from adversity or just conscious growth that I'm choosing. Either way, it's the same destination. So the number one reason why people fail is because they see the roadblock as something about them that they're not capable they're not good enough they don't have enough skills etc etc instead of seeing it as an opportunity yeah you have to go through all of the hurdles that come your way imagine someone running the 100 meter hurdle race and encountering the first hurdle and going oh my god i can't (laughs) it doesn't (laughs) happen that person will not win the race i promise (laughs) absolutely Right. So, Tommy, let's talk about your coaching program. What does it involve? How do you help people? How can people apply to be a client of yours? Absolutely. Well, I have a couple. Some are virtual and some are here in in person in in Scottsdale. Clients will fly from all over the country to spend an entire day with me and then we do something on the back end. Um, But the biggest the biggest denominator is you know, you're lacking clarity, you're feeling some type of stuck and stuck can manifest in all types of ways. Sometimes I'll work with clients who, you know, have what looks like very successful businesses, but they're stuck personally. Or maybe I'm working with a new entrepreneur and they don't even know what to choose, what to say no to, like you just said. So I go straight to the crux and I do the inner work and then the outer work because, you know, I tried just doing the inner work and it wasn't enough. I just tried doing the outer work and it wasn't enough. And I wanted to create something that was a synthesis of both. Wow. Fantastic. And so how can we find you and learn more about what that opportunity is like? Absolutely. The best place is resistaverageacademy.com. And I have a free audio training there if this resonated with you and then we can have, uh, we can explore some other stuff. Absolutely. So let's talk about taking fast action because people who wait and marinate on things are going to miss legitimate opportunities that could help them. So how has taking fast action served you? Well, I call this the 24-hour principle. When you have an idea, a breakthrough, an insight about something you have to do in your life, you execute within 24 hours or or else it's going to fade. Uh, one of the personal development people calls it the law of diminishing intent. Yes. Um, so for me, even if I take fac- fast action and I fail, guess what? I'm pumped up, Brian, because I got clarity about what didn't work, so I'm closer to what's going to work. Yeah. I love that. That's that's fantastic. You have a specific morning routine, and we've alluded to some of that already, but give us a clear idea of how you start your day. Absolutely. Mine is just called the Daily Six, and this is really not proprietary. I created it, you know, this one, but it comes from so many mentors and learning from so many people. Um, and my Daily Six is just, you know, waking up with gratitude. It's creating space through uh, meditation. It's encouraging somebody else. We all need to lift others up in our lives. Um, it's uh, physical fitness, moving our body, um, it's journaling, and then it's also doing something purposeful to start the day. For me, my purpose is to write in terms of that purposeful action. So I do all of those to start my day, usually before sunrise. I'm a little crazy in terms of how I wake up, but mm-hmm. then I'm in a place of clarity and momentum. Does some of that journaling create content for you that you do Facebook Lives with and coaching things and uh, books? Absolutely. In those morning hours, I get enough content for a week. And really, it's 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 a, it's a process that allows me to think about, okay, 
you know, what does my audience need right now? What are they going through? And I think about some of the comments and questions and stuff that they've sent on the podcast, but then I create the reflection space of, okay, how can I deliver? How can I speak to that one person out there who needs to hear it? Yeah, I love that. So tell us, we all have success stories and we all have failures. What has been your best success story and your biggest fail? Absolutely. Well, my best success story was, you know, really taking a chance on myself and I I wanted to, and I took a leap, which is one of the reasons I wrote the book, but um, I was living on the East coast in New York city at the time and it just wasn't for me. And I was stuck. I was alone. I was frustrated. And I make a big transition to move where you are right now out West Mm -hmm. in Arizona um, and really start a bunch of new things from scratch and transform my life. So that was a success. And then a failure was, you know, to me, the, the physical fitness gyms, you know, they weren't a failure on paper, but I didn't create the vision that I wanted. Um, and so ultimately, I don't see it as a failure because they led me to where I am today. But on paper, you know, I didn't I didn't fulfill the initial vision, although it led me to where I am right now. Yeah. That is a very healthy way of considering failure, because, you know, sometimes I ask people, you know, would you change anything? No, because it led me to where I am. It led me to be who I am. If I didn't have any failures or mishaps at all, how would I have turned out? probably wouldn't be as strong as I am mentally. Absolutely. And I have a whole process that I do in my coaching. It's called the no mistake protocol. And we look back at what people assume are their biggest mistakes. And I ask them a set of questions. Did you do everything you could with everything you had? Did you do all of this stuff? And we get to a place where it's like, even if we were operating out of fear or survival, we did the best we could when at that time. And then we just let that go, Brian. And you know, when we let go of the past, we just feel lighter. We feel more inspired and we feel more hopeful for a future. Yeah. And sometimes when things don't go as well as I want, I sincerely ask myself, could someone else with this on my plate have done better than I did? And if I can sincerely say no, then I know that I did my best and I'm happy. At the end of the day, we have one person that we look in the mirror at. And to me, if we know we're in integrity, if we gave full effort, that to me is full victory. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. So you like to read all people who write <laughs> a lot of love, love to read. Yeah, totally. What are some of the most influential books that have impacted your life and your journey? Yeah. So I'm literally so when people ask me this question, I get that that kind of deal when you have so many options that you don't know what to say. Right. Um, but, but I'm sitting in my bookshelf. So from a classic component, Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson, that's one that I go back to once every two months and I've transcribed the whole thing. That's a classic book. Um, but something more updated, uh, right now, Seth Godin is a huge influence on me. And so his book, the dip, very short, very simple. That's why I love it. The dip is a great one for you out there. If you're starting something and you don't, you're experiencing some adversity, you don't know what to do next. Absolutely. So what has surprised you the most about entrepreneurship? Yeah, the number one thing, because I started very young, Brian, the number one thing is that I didn't realize what an amazing tool for personal growth it is. I mean, we're on the front lines every single day. We're leaning into our emotional edges. It takes so much courage to put ourselves out there the way that we do. And that's been the biggest lesson. It's like the it's the express train. It's the Concord plane to our personal growth. Yeah. What advice might you give to an entrepreneur that might be struggling right now? Yeah, I'd say disconnect from your life, meaning take a you day, take time for yourself, create space so you can get the answers to the questions that are going to get you unstuck. So often when we're stuck, we just do more, 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 more. And in a doing, we forget to be. Oh, yeah, I love that. That's really great. If you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what might you do differently? Yeah, I would 
do less. Less is more. I would seek simplicity. Like we said earlier, I would say yes less often and I would double down on what I'm doing and become even more focused and work on more skills that are going to be tied to my purpose and passion because purpose and passion are just one part. You have to add skills, skill sets that are valuable in the marketplace. Yeah. Less than three minutes until the end. Uh, Scariest thing you've ever done. Scariest thing I've ever done last year, and this just comes to mind because we did it recently. Uh, we did two skydiving trips here in Arizona, one with my fiance, one, one with a friend. And I had had a fear of flying in the past. Not not bad, but it was still there. And doing that really just opened it up and got rid of that belief. Wow. Bucket list item you haven't accomplished yet. To travel, to have a completely uh, remote business for an entire year, uh, which is a huge challenge because I'm also a very routine person, but that's something that I want to create. I had a guest on my show last week named David Berryman. I heard it. And his girlfriend are doing that now. They're spending time in Bali. Yes. And they're they're from Australia, but they're in Bali and they're going to go all over the world this year. Okay, less than two minutes until the end. Here's the question I ask everyone. Tommy, who inspires and motivates you? You know, this question is, I thought about it, and it's its people like you, Brian. It's people, everyday people out there who, you know, I, I can find inspiration in so many different places. Uh, it takes courage to be in this life. Let's let's face it. Life can be challenging, yes. but it, within that challenge, it can be beautiful. So I'm inspired by your guest. I'm inspired by you. Um, you know, to me, I, I find it hard not to be inspired by you know the people that we meet every single day and the circumstances that we have if we're willing to choose if we're willing to see the greatness in people even if their circumstance hasn't shown us that yet fantastic and final thoughts that you'd like to share final thoughts is that if if you know that there's something out there for you you know do one thing in the next 24 hours to make it real you don't have to hit a grand slam you just have to go out and make and make it real and that night the night that you do that go in your journal and say Here's what I'm proud of you for. And this is to yourself. You're journaling a win and cementing uh, belief and appreciation in yourself. And guess what? You do that the next day, the the results are going to come in droves. Fantastic. And one more time, how can we find you? Uh, Best place is resistaveragecademy.com. And if any part of the leap resonates with you, check out Leap of Your Life on Amazon, Barnes, and all the booksellers. Fantastic. Thank you, Tommy, for being here. It was fun to have you here today. Brian, you're a rock star. You're inspiring uh, countless lives. So keep going. And thank you for having me. And thank all of you for listening today. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview a world-class achiever, learn what they achieved, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn from it. Thank you so much for being here. And until next week, enjoy. Be good to each other. Take care. Goodbye. Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright. Each week we'll explore different aspects of success 